What is up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. I had not planned the day after Christmas to come back and talk with you all so soon. But after the events of the past couple of days, I had to call an audible, had to yell Omaha and call the boys up because we needed to discuss Wonder Woman 1984. So without further ado, hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. Little brother, how are you? I'm good. We'll, we'll talk Great. about my, but yeah, we're good. <laughs> okay. And Chief, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Thanks for asking. Wonderful. What an interesting choice of words you used there. Um, Wonder Woman 1984. We discussed it in our last show, and we had a tad bit of a teaser, spoiler, that maybe this wasn't the best comic book movie of the year when director slash co-writer Patty Jenkins said, yeah, they rushed my movie. And it would have been much worse if the version they wanted, if it came out when they originally wanted it out. I have so many questions about how that would have been possible. But let's get into this film because, you know, we have been, you know, if you've listened to the show, you've heard Chief repeatedly say, what's going on with DC? It's taking them forever to get their movies out. The first film back in 2017, big major hit. Everybody was like, oh, yes, Wonder Woman. So awesome, so good. Sort of stole the show in Batman versus Superman. She managed to emerge from Justice League without any kind of stench like some of the other characters. And we've been waiting for this sequel for a long time. And now it's like three years later, which shouldn't seem that long, but it was. And there was all this talk about, well, are we going to get this film this year? Is it going to come out in 2021 at some random time? And it didn't matter because the movie literally could have come out January 1st of, no, when was the start of the pandemic for us? March. It could have come out March 2020, and that would have made it better because it was death. It was, it was not good. I had so many issues with it. And the opening sequence, I was like, great, I'm watching Wonder Woman, watching young Diana rip through doing the trials. And she's like, Ooh. you know, and it's this thing I'm a little worried where it's like, oh, man, Diana's going to be super Diana and just whoop all these adult women, these adult Amazons doing their thing. And then she cheats. And it's like, yeah, she doesn't get to win just because she's going to eventually be Wonder Woman. So I love that. And I was like, all right, let's get on with the movie. And then we get to the rest of the movie, and I'm like, hold up. Wait a minute. What happened here? This is a sham, a travesty, a shamocracy. Flim flam. I was hoodwinked and, yes, even bamboozled. I don't, you know, we have talked, Chief, so long about why this movie needed to be set in the 1980s, 1984. And I tried so much to defend it, like, hey, we're going to the 80s because Maxwell Lord's a perfect villain for that era. Greed is good. He, he embraces, embodies that whole synergy. And he's a perfect bad guy for that. I did not necessarily think it was necessary to go to the 80s because we've had Stranger Things. And Stranger Things is like, hey, here's the 80s. And they don't mock the 80s. It's just like, here's stuff that was going on during the 80s. But I think with shows like The Goldbergs, we've seen enough. Ha! Look at the funny outfits people wore in the 80s. It's so crazy. They wore clothes in the 80s. 
and and fashion change. Can you imagine? And so did technology. This is bizarre. And so the joke is kind of old. And setting in the 80s, at least I was assured to have a cool soundtrack, some good music. And and we don't. We get one of Jason's main complaints with the DC movies. Don Zimmer, bum, 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 overwhelming soundtrack. And it just destroys so much. So that is my quick thoughts. But Chief, let me hear from you about your initial thoughts before we start breaking down random parts of this movie. Oh, the initial thoughts, man. Well, I thought it was, I thought the plot was stupid. Um, uh, the, you know, it was, it was a time in between, uh, the, like the action sequences seemed to be far and few between for a minute. Um, I, you know, it was a hundred different things wrong with this thing. The villain sucked. Um, <laughs> You know, I you know, like I said, I'm not gonna. I'm just. It was just. Other than the opening, if if once you listen, if you're gonna watch it, watch the opening sequence and then turn it off. Um, <laughs> yeah, the opening what, sequence where she's not actually Wonder Woman. Right. That's right. part of the movie. So once once that happens, it becomes some cut. After that point, it just it just goes downhill, and it just you know. <sighs> You can see it just, it's almost like a car accident when you're watching it happen. Like, you're like, oh, that person's going to pull out in front of that person. It's almost like, yeah, it's just like, ah, oh, it's nothing you can do about it. It just runs off the rails and it's no way to save it. Like, you're like, I'm, like this thing is not going to get any better. These two, these two cars are going to collide and there's nothing I can do to, to stop it, you know? Um, and the only reason, to be honest with you, the only reason why I continued watching because it was free. Um, and and that says a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was something. It was ironic because I watched Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn earlier this week. This movie has been available to watch for free for me on HBO and on HBO Max. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a double dose of DC's uh, cool female characters, right? And I watched Birds of Prey, and I started off like, I don't know about this movie. But the one thing, and it's a huge thing that Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey got right, was its title character. If you like Harley Quinn, you should like the movie. They don't do justice to Black Canary, Huntress, Oracle, uh, Orphan, Renee Montoya, but they really get Harley Quinn. So much that I was just like, they should have just made it a solo Harley movie. And that would have been probably a great movie. It was a little compromised because they were really trying to bring in more characters, which I understood, so I didn't, you know, bash them for it. It was just they didn't make those other characters as interesting as Harley. But Wonder Woman 1984 was so bad in comparison to Birds of Prey, which I assumed was going to be so trash compared to it. So, Jason, tell me briefly what your thoughts were before we break down all the details. I'm, I'm going to date myself on this one. There was times I was watching this movie, and I felt like I was watching uh, Supergirl 
uh, with Helen Slater. I was like, this is not the Wonder Woman who, at the end of Wonder Woman 2, I mean, Wonder Woman, after coming out of World War One, and what we saw from the other, I mean, um, Dawn of Justice, this isn't that, I mean, it's like, yeah, you're allowed, it wasn't that woman, and it was like, yeah, you're allowed to have rough moments, and you, you, you evolve as a character, but it's like, that, it was just like, seeing her, it's like, uh, she's not confident, I mean, she's not like, hey, I trust in mankind enough to save your sorry tales from killing yourself, I've been pining after some dude for, oh, hold on, we're gonna get to that, that's gonna be a whole okay, other topic. Like, okay, like, uh, tell me what I can talk about. Not let's, let's, go, let's go to this part. Then. Let's just jump right in since you mentioned it. One of the biggest problems with this movie was it had been 66 years since World War One ended. And Wonder Woman is still, oh, I miss Steve so much. Every day I look at my bed. The first film, she was with the dude for like three weeks. It wasn't this long period of time. I understood in Captain America why Steve held this long torch for Peggy because they fought through World War II basically together. She believed in him when nobody else did. She looked at him beyond his physique and saw him as a man before he got super beefed up. And they had a real connection for months, years even. Diana and Steve interact for like, weeks from the moment okay. he's like hey let's go we got to stop this war it's like a it's like an adventure okay like i i mean i'm like i give two seconds it's like this is a first love and this is the first man she had been with in and in, 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 in every biblical sense and it was like okay i get that but in 40 years you're not gonna dabble in it at all i mean I, years I am, she already knows, I am immortal. So I can't get caught up on one of anything. Everyone's eventually going to die. Like, she has pictures of all the people from World War One she was with, and they all die. And you don't, and she's like, the first one to die is the one that I'm just going to continue to hold the torch. Like, he would have been dead by this point anyway. Yeah, it's like every one of her crew is dead. So it's like, Okay, we're working in the Smithsonian and DC. Like, and I, it's like, you should, why are you still in America? Like, I mean, how did you get to America? Like, you were literally based in, in what was it, Britain? Yeah, and why would you go to America? What's the lore like, of that? It's like, even though Steve is supposedly American, it's like, he's working for British intelligence. <laughs> which also, I mean, we're, we're not, I mean, like, you could say she was wanting to hook up with Steve Trevor's grandson, nephew, you know, Peggy Carter, Steve, I mean, Sharon Carter type deal. Maybe. But 40 flipping years? Come on. No, you are shortchanging 26 more years out of that. I mean, that is a whole other adult person. That's another adult relationship she could have been in for 66 years from the end of the war to 84. And it makes no sense that she'd be like, nope, 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 nope. Like, no nice guy would come around who is just as dashing and cool as Steve in 66 years. Crazy. Like, you, you can make the, like, things like, 
she because she knows she's immortal, she's not gonna get her in any relation. I can give that. That makes sense. I mean, we but we were all kind of we had a little bit of trepidation when we saw like the idea of Steve. I mean, Trevor coming back, and then it was like those were all justified. And then they really weren't. Okay, if y'all didn't know, we're full spoiler here. It wasn't even Steve Trevor. It was just some random. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was a real issue for me because I felt like it took confident Wonder Woman and made her a teenage girl who was who's basically being Lady Gaga. I'm never gonna love him again. Like she would have loved the Stars Born because she would have just kept that song as her theme song. She didn't have a cell phone with the voice recording yet, but that would have been the music on her recording. Answering machine. Huh? That would have been on her answering machine. Oh, absolutely. That would have been the song playing there. Never fall in love again. Um, but yeah, let, let's talk about that whole Steve's back. We all said, how is Steve back? He died in the war. And very clearly, it was no accident he died. And we were like, well, maybe they can make it work. Maybe they'll have some really cool idea that makes sense of it. But no, no good sense. She had, she touched the wishing stone and Steve comes back in the body of another guy, but only she sees the guy as Steve. So I didn't understand how, how jacked up her wish got where everybody else's wish literally came true. For hers, like Steve inhabited somebody else's body, which was a weird interpretation of that wish. Because I'm sure she didn't say, I wish Steve were back in the body of somebody else. And um, yes, I can dress him up and he'll be cool in all his 80s fashion. Chief, what did you think about the return of Steve Trevor? I thought it was just stupid. So as a hero you've basically forced a guy who's living his life out of his body basically a steve demonic possession that's that's what it was <laughs> and then you slept with random guy um you know what i mean all i can see is you and i, I it, it didn't make any sense man and then she didn't like really she was searching but she wasn't, like, you know what I mean? Like, she was making it with Steve. So what were you going to do when you caught the dude if you didn't want to get rid of Steve? Like, I, it didn't make any sense. Because um, at first, you know, just like all of you, I said, uh, you know, I said, okay, so he's come back. And then I was like, hold on, he's some other guy? So you're walking around letting this whatever just possess this, this guy, and it's okay, huh? That's so so, and then you made Wonder Woman like a, a lovesick schoolgirl, you know. Um, Wonder Woman was powerful. She was, you know what I mean. But now, you know, you just you 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 cheesed her up. Um, so I, I'm just, I, you know, this whole Steve thing. I mean, let's let's be honest. We we've all had relationships that went well, or people who died on us, or whatever. There's a grieving period, but and and you always care for that person. But sixty years later, you don't wish for a person back. I, you know what <laughs> I mean? I just, you know, and like 
you know, and it showed her like frozen in time. Like she, she, she didn't go out. She didn't like, but, so what do you do as a person who lives on? You just sit in the house forever and that's it. Like, like that's your existence. You, you're not out here technically doing a whole bunch of Wonder Woman things. Cause nobody knows who the hell you are. So you're just working in a, uh, a, museum. a museum and then you go home and then you watch people on your TV screens. Oh, she didn't even have a TV, Chief. She's what, not what, even watching that, TV. Whose house was they in when they was looking at the TV screens? That was old boy whose body Stephen had. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So it's just crazy. I just, yeah, it, it, was, it was another whack aspect of that movie. The, the Steve right. E part. All right, Jace, what's your take? I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm another thing I'm, I'm gonna gripe about on this movie was the random, like, a how Wonder Woman goes randomly to the mall, has her outfit on, you know, under her clothes, ready to break out the Wonder Woman tire anytime for this one random mall robbery. But again, nobody has seen of this person for 60 years until Dawn of Justice. Like, how are you telling me Lex Luthor didn't even know her home address and everything? <laughs> like, no, I'm just like, and, and, here, and here's the thing, and, and something that really gets me. If this movie was not directed by Patty Jenkins, it was directed, directed by some dude. I would rightfully be ripping that dude a thousand new ones for just making her such a chump. But it's like because Patty Jenkins had anything to do, it's just like Patty. How did you let them do this? Like, I mean, Jeff Johns is a competent writer. Like, how did y'all do this so bad? I'm like, even if you like Max, I mean, like, and I'm and I'm jumping like Maxwell Lord in the comic. Very confident bad guy. Like he was comic and then he became, whoa, he's he's a player. And we decided to make him the wish man. And it was like, okay, yeah, like give you give him the random nosebleed and it's like I... Yeah. But look, I mean that that mall wrestling scene was just stupid. How how incompetent were these robbers? I mean, like the dude just bumbles his gun, and then he then his plan is I'm gonna grab a kid with no gun, no weapon. There's no reason people just couldn't just rush him before he got to the railing with the girl. Or, it is or, like, huh? I mean, or the fact it's like, so you're you're gonna hold the girl and definitely you're still not going. Right. To hold her. He had no yeah, I never understood that either. He held her for what? Like, what are you gonna do with the girl? I'm not going back. But I'm going to stay right here forever. Oh, hey, dude. I, I understand that. That, that makes sense. He didn't try to run with her or anything. Yes, he just was he like, just stood there. I'm going to stop and his here. his boys were like, no, don't drop her. And it's like, why are you all even acting like you're with this guy? Right. Y'all don't even I mean, believe it. It's like and how did she has... know they were with her? Like, she what knew mean? that the other guys were... I, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. It's were like, instead of like, hey, you can't hide. Why can't I? I can literally turn the bag around. There's no comedic, no chem. I can just literally walk out of here just because I look like every other Joe because I don't have a gun. I'm not doing anything. I can just be like, oh my gosh, look at those idiots over there with the random kid. I'm going to leave though. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. 
stupid. I have a friend of a little kid. Like, I was like, the little yeah, kid. Yeah, the black girl. Maybe. She's like, everybody would have been looking like, there's a girl, like, swinging down with a lasso, kicking dudes. 20, everybody's going to have that dumbass look on their face. It's not just going to be one kid. One black girl was just like so astonished and amazed. It was like, you know, one little girl jumped on onto a pony after me. Like she right. should have been like, "Dang, what happened there?" Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was. That was that was a cringe scene. I didn't even care about the continuity issues. It was just like this scene is really corny. These bank robbers, or these robbers, are incompetent, and she's spending too much time on them. Um, why am I throwing this dude the bag when I got I can very easily carry the bag? So stupid. Let's move on now to Kristen Wiggs, Barbara Minerva, aka Cheetah. Now, Chief, I know you had issues with her casting. I thought she was fine in the role, either really bad, good, she was she's fine. But I did have problems with how they portrayed her. Because she was, she really felt like an 80s relic portrayal of a geeky nerd character. She had the too big for her front, for her face, glasses. Uh, she wore really super baggy clothes, despite the fashion trend of the 80s being the chic. Hey, look at how slender I am and how I can wear these really skin tight clothes. There's no reason she couldn't have done that, but they just made her a dweeb for no reason uh nobody liked her nobody took her seriously and she had self-conscious self-confidence issues and the second that she talks to diana she's like oh hey so do you have any boyfriends do you have any special guys it's like this is lame i feel like somebody who didn't have any friends would do everything to be cool to that one person that takes interest in them not inquire about their love life. What did you guys think about the very early portrayal of of, of Barbara? Chase. All right. Um. Sorry about that. Uh, I I thought I actually was like in the '80s glasses. I mean, hey, those were '80s glasses. Like there, like I said, there was nothing to stop you. Like. The person who hires you randomly doesn't remember you last week. <laughs> okay, she could say she'd been there for months and then nobody remembered her. That's fine. But just like, as soon as you get, it's like, nobody's that unforgettable. Like, I don't care how ridiculous. Like, and again, this is working in the Smithsonian. There's no cool contingency. Ooh, exactly. Like, trust me, if I had John in here, he'd literally be like, Trust me, I used to work here. There ain't no like they actually care about you being smarter. That would make you one of the cool kids. Not you know, I know all these gyms and no one likes you. No, like you're the brainiest person there. Everyone's gonna be talking to you about some jag on gyms. Like, no. Just, oh, so if you want to say Diane is pretty and all that, you can say, oh, wow, I've been, you know, noticing you afar and all these guys keep trying to talk to you. What's your secret? I know you, I mean, it's just like, that would have been more believable. But then you get, you meet somebody, she saves your life. Five seconds after you meet, you're like stalking this person. Like you're doing, I mean, especially in 80s, 80s stalker, like, you know, I'd be, I'll be watching you should have been coming on when she starts, I mean, as much as she should have been stalking Diane at that point. Um, It was just like, 
oh, I met you once. I think you're pretty. I want to be just like her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm me from being like her because all I technically did was change my dress code. Like, seriously, go to, what was it, up against the wall and figure out how to dress like that. Look at every 80s video and you could have dressed like her. Nothing ridiculously changed. And you didn't even, technically, she didn't even dress like her. She literally just decided to dress like an 80s person, not like had the, you know, gowns and all this stuff. No, she's just like, oh, I went to a mall and picked right. up the outfits. Awesome. I went to Bloomies. It was, it was so weird how they just handled her. Because it was like this immediate thing of, oh, she's so cool, to, oh, I want to be like her, to, oh, I'm so mad and jealous of her. Dude, how did, I mean, that was so fast that she couldn't have even worked up that much emotion about Diana. And Diana was brushing dudes off. So it's right. like, why would you want to be like somebody who brushes dudes off when you obviously want to actually attract dudes and have them talk to you? Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Chief, did you have anything else about Nerdy Barbara? Well, the first thing I saw when I saw it, I said, Kristen Wiig isn't unattractive. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so you got these dudes, because you got these dudes running around and you've got an attractive woman, attractive blonde hair, you know, blonde haired, blue eyed woman walking around and you're treating her bad. Like what job is that? What job is that having? That? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Hell, you, you, at any job where there's men involved, you can have just a, a halfway decent looking uh, girl and there'll be dudes at the job trying to get at her. So I was just watching this, and I was like, mm, that's not really believable. That's like that 90s, those 90s movies where yeah. the girl she would be a nerd, <laughs> but all they had to do was take off her glasses, and then she'd, she'd be, that. yeah, she'd be bad as hell. So um, I'm just watching, and I'm like, um, first of all, if anybody goes to a place, and there's a semi-looking, semi-decent-looking woman there, and she's receptive to... Uh, people talking to her, meeting people, wanting to be around. There's a guy in there with a like. Come on, especially uh, first of all, and then the simple fact that Diana was ice cold would have made the dude Early, go cool. even harder yep. at uh, <laughs> at uh, Wiggs character. They would have been like, mm, okay, so I'm not even gonna mess with her, but Shorty here. So I, I've, I've never seen nothing like that. That's not even, you know what I mean. So and, and it's not even like they changed her. They either they either took some like they just fluffed her hair around different, and then they were like, yeah, okay, now you're bad. And I was just like, okay. So they never even really changed. Like they didn't put some extra weight on her or give her like you know what I mean. Like um, there's some not uh, like shallow how, you know what I mean. They didn't, like, you know, people were seeing her one way and she was this way or whatever the case may be. And then, like, for a girl, uh, and then she wanted to be beautiful, and then she wanted to be a leopard? A cheetah? Yeah, yeah, that was a real stretch because they, they didn't establish her interest in cheetahs whatsoever. So it really came out of the blue. I want to be an apex predator. Right. You're a gemologist. You don't even have any interest in animals that would make us go, oh, this is an easy connection from here to here. So you went from being beautiful and powerful to 
he wanted to be uh, an animal, almost animalistic. Like that didn't even make that just that didn't even make sense. It would have been made sense if she was a zoologist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She because she would have been all about animals. Well, I want to be as fierce as a cheetah. That would have that right. simple thing would have explained so much more. But her going, yeah, I want to be strong too. I want to be yeah. a or she became diamond girl. I want to be. Uh, a yeah. living diamond, and yeah, something just something so different. Uh, mm-hmm. But you, you chose like who the hell would not? Who the hell's living their life not getting any attention from men? Then you finally reach the point where you're getting attention from people that you want, and then you want to change the way you look altogether. And then she was like, "Well, rescind it, rescind it." She was like, "Nah, I'm gonna live this life of a of a." Of a, yeah, of, a, of a cheetah, and I'm like, <laughs> that's so. So all that time, you went through all that to do this. You wanted all the attention from the men and this and that to become something men would be afraid of or people would be afraid of. Like this is ah, listen, it didn't make sense, man. It just didn't. They didn't. It. What happened was, and I, I, I just uh discovered this just now um the writers from supergirl actually did the writing for wonder woman 84 so <laughs> i need to check on that other one but i know no i'm bullshitting i'm just oh, saying that's how me. that's 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 how would, stupid the writing was. Because I know all but the third guy. So okay, now let's talk about the movie's main character because clearly this was the focus. That's the title character, Maxwell Lord, Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian himself, goes with the cheesy '80s style haircut, and he is the snake oil salesman trying to work up his new pyramid scheme. That's everything up to that point is fine. He is losing money. He's he sold everybody on a pipe dream that's going nowhere. And for some reason, he's got a son who randomly pops up and no one tells him before the son just pops up all the time. Like, I don't understand why they wouldn't just take him into the office as opposed to having him wait on the side area. So we've got that going on. And this son, mind you, seems to have no idea that the guy he is working with on screen is supposed to be his father. He looks very uncomfortable. I was like, <laughs> they drag this kid into this movie without telling him he's acting because every time uh, Maxwell hugs him, he's like, please help. And I'm trying to find the number to call for imaginary kids and their imaginary fathers to help, but I couldn't. So I gave that up. And, but yeah, Maxwell Lord is such a ridiculous character in this movie. He's like, oh, I learned about this wish stone. I want it. And instead of just taking the wish stone, and this is always my problem with the deals where people have anything, any abilities to get something else. I always feel like if you get wishes, the very first wish is you don't go, I want a car, I want a wife, I want a house. You go, I want a million wishes or I want more wishes. That was a problem with Limitless. The dude was doing everything except for coming up with a way to make sure that he would never run out of his supply. So Maxwell Lord goes, yo, I'm going to take this gemstone and make it me. I am going to be the wish maker. 
I didn't understand that because it was like, why wouldn't you just hold on to the wish stone? Make it a ring or something. Because that would have been an 80s excess kind of deal. Kiss my ring, you get a new wish. But yeah, I need you to, I need you to wish on me and make it so. It was really weird. I didn't understand the concept. And then it was an evil cursed monkey paw wish, where it was not as good as that episode of The Simpsons. Um, and he's and there's everybody's getting a bad outcome for their wish. But I did there were so many things that didn't make sense with the repercussions from the wishes. And I think for everybody, their repercussions made no sense. Wonder Woman, her wish was, I want Steve to come back. And the consequence was you would lose the thing that you love the most. Clearly, as we saw, the thing that Wonder Woman loved the most was not her powers. It was Steve. Why wouldn't Steve slowly keep dying? That would have made way more sense than her losing her powers. Because she probably would have been fine to live a regular life with Steve. With Maxwell Lord, he wasn't his health. He never cared about his health. He cared supposedly about his son. If his son was starting to die down, maybe. But losing his money would be the thing that he cares the most about. But since he has a way to work around that, he wouldn't lose it. So it's like all of these repercussions made no sense because they weren't triggered into what they would actually care the most about losing. With Barbara, she didn't necessarily care about being a nice person. So when she started getting more aggressive, she told the homeless dude, mind your business, stay out of my way. I'm beating up this dude who tried to sexually harass and rape me twice. I'm a bad person because of that though, which also didn't make sense. Can you guys explain to me why these repercussions made sense? Jace, can you help me? Next question. Uh, now, the <clears throat> I, as I, I tried not to get too deep in this. Maxwell Lord is a good character, especially. Right. As, I mean, and like, I mean, the, the reason I'm sure you initially thought about Maxwell Lord when we thought about Maxwell Lord is the character is like, oh well, in the last movie, Wonder Woman has to make the decision to kill. Uh, Ares and General Ludwig for the greater good. She has no problem doing that. Um, Maxwell Lord in the, in the comic is such a bad guy that Wonder Woman has to make the decision to kill him for the greater good because he's gone crazy. And I thought that we're, we were going to get something like that. Maybe that was my, my mistake for having an assumption. But where is Maxwell Lord's ex-wife or baby mom? She was nowhere. I didn't understand why she kept handing off the kid to these random people. If she was an ex-wife, she would make that transfer herself. It was like, oh, I'm going to drop you off with the secretary who has no idea where he is from moment to moment. Or in the fact that she should probably have left Max because he's such a loser that I don't even want to give my kid to him. But we didn't, I mean, we didn't develop that at all. We just said, he's got a son. Okay. Like, why shouldn't he have some, he doesn't have any beef with his ex-wife? He just, I'm cool with that. Like, okay. So, Maxwell Lord is, we got Simon Stagg in here. Like, was, okay. We're going to have Metamorpho? Nah. Okay. No problem. All right. I'm all right. Really, that's way too much work. Okay. So, he's an oil dude. Like, we're, I mean, 
Like we're, we're throwing him. But Max Oler, the the I think one of my big problems, like when they're like, okay, so what is the the resolution to this? Is everybody has to renounce their wish for the movie to work, ending to to get everybody back to normal. There is no way in hell that would happen. <laughs> I mean, if you if you live a middle class life and yeah, there's some stuff that's wrong, but I'm okay. You know, generally I'm okay. I got my health. There are gonna be some people who and who wished on that team. Hey, you know what? I'd like to not be sick today. I'd like to not. I'd like my wife not to be dying. I'd like my parents not to have to work ninety hours just to keep a roof over our head. I got you covered on that. That is because she has the lasso of truth, exposing the people to the truth about the other side of those wishes. So they're seeing the repercussion is not a one-to-one transaction, but it's really costing them something. So I can kind of go along with that because she kept going with the lasso, exposing the truth, being truth, and not just making people tell the truth. Okay, so what about the dude who's got a coffee? There's no repercussion there. Somebody else doesn't get their coffee. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Like, it, it was dumb. It was dumb. I'm just saying about that. I mean, maybe the dude wasn't even thinking, oh, yeah, I wish for that coffee. I wish for the Porsche, but there were a lot of problems, but my main thing So like the, we we mentioned like with the uh, Maxwell Lord goes to Biali and gets some extra oil rights. He's like, we're not doing anything with Biali. We're just name dropping Biali. Like we're not even like mentioning maybe Black Adam here. You're you're trying to go too far with your comic book knowledge on a movie that's not concerned with getting its main character right from its own movie. I mean, like, again, not even like you, you guys are kind of the writers of the last movie, and you guys just like okay, four years. She looks very well adjusted. Like, are we saying after this event, she's now ready to tackle the world and still not talk to anybody? And forty years she's, after that, she's still not ready. She's like, I, I'm, I'm gonna need an actual beast coming around and destroying Metropolis for me to care. She's worse yeah. than care at this point. I I finally decided to store my powers now that there's cell phone video that probably catch me doing some of this stuff. So since I've been chilling for 70 years and Lex Luthor now has blackmail picture of me, I guess I'll do something. Look, Lex was like, oh man, yeah, that chick from 40 years ago. Oh wow, okay, that's weird. She why would not talk to her? Like seriously, huh? 40 years. If I get if I'm Lex Luthor, I see that kind of power. I'm worried about Superman. Hey, maybe I'm actually blackmailing care. I mean. Diana to actually work with me. I'd have literally had her on my board. She'd have been mercy for all I know. And I'm so concerned well, about that end, that end is more, she hadn't done anything. It's just like a person running around who may be immortal. I can see why he wouldn't do anything because there were no video incidents of what she was doing. Okay. It was just but, hearsay. But Lex Luthor has video of, uh, what's her name, Flash, he takes that as truth. That's from a mock, but he watched them do super. Okay. okay, but Lex Luthor, and I'm going based on this on the extended edition. He did some research and knows who Superman and Batman are. Tell me, he's not going to know who she is. No, but there's just undisclosed reports of a woman running around in golden armor and a skirt with a lasso, and he's never seen her actually like that. There's a person who looks like her. I can see that that would still be a research 
let's keep an eye on her. But she never did anything that was recorded since. Uh, I mean, it was nothing recorded. Nineteen eighty. Record that. There were no cameras around. Again, I'm not. I'm not. You're not going to put me into this button to try to <laughs> fix their plot holes. I'm not doing that. But there's there's a closure to that loop. She explain to me why these consequences for these wishes didn't work the right way. You know what, man? I don't. I don't. I don't even know. Uh, if you, I don't even know how someone who makes a wish because when he when you made a wish he made a wish like he would take something of yours um mm-hmm. so i don't know how somebody could come in and be like yeah well uh you know i'm gonna take you i'm gonna i'm gonna let you grant you that wish and i'm gonna take your house and then you'd be like oh okay and it seemed like somebody <laughs> would be like nah hell no i don't want that wish like I, I no, get, get, no, no, take that wish back, you know. Um, in two seconds, yeah, because he, he was like, um, I'm gonna take all your oil, and he was like, I sold my oil to the to the Russians or whatever, and he was like, Well, I'm I'm gonna take your security force, and he was just like, mm, Okay, you know, I'd have been like, Hell no, 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 I don't want the wish, no, no, take that back, but. Um, so I don't even know why these people were wishing the way they were. Um, and then they would, they would, they would, they would lose something on the end off the top. And then, uh, and then he would, he would go into the, like, like the president was a nincompoop because before he even wished. That's very different than back in 1984 though, Chief. Well, yeah, (laughs) he was just like, "Mm." and I'm like, he didn't even wish. For this president to be this stupid, this president is just this stupid from off the break. Um, it, it was just, it was just, you know, like the one dude. He was like, "I asked for cows, I asked for a farm, but I didn't ask for one here." So I'm like, "Well, why don't you give back your wish then?" Like, no, nah, I don't want this wish. This is not what I wish for. You know what I mean? It almost reminded me of uh, uh, uh what's the joint with uh Brandon Fraser? B B, B Bedazzled? Was that yeah, what you Yeah. Oh, dang the devil. Dang the devil. Right. Damn the devil. Damn the devil. Because, like, every time he would get his wish, it'd be some old old jive-ass wish. That he was he was gay in one joint. He, he, was, he, he was a drug dealer in one joint. And I was just like, mm. Oh, man, you, know, you got to talk about the main one. What? I've got a short wish. Oh yeah, you just want to give one hundred and ten percent. You just, I just want to go out there and give one hundred and ten. I give one hundred and ten percent. So, I mean, that's what it was, though. This is what this movie was—a bedazzled, just with Wonder Woman running around. And like I said, this dude couldn't—he didn't give up all the, you know, he like even. Okay, you wanted to be successful. Once you got to the point where all your oil was going up. Right, right. What else do you need at that point? What what else do you need? Like it just he just got it just made him look silly. Like the character <laughs> just got you know what I mean? He just got he got corny after that point. After he got the oil up, I'm like, okay, he's got his oil, you know, blah blah blah. I mean, it like did it seem to you that this dude would have been unstoppable the way he was? Like, it just seemed to me 
It just, I, I don't know. And then she's chasing after him in the party. Steve shows, like I said, Steve shows up. She's like, oh, hey, you know, first of all, he gets in. I don't even know how he got in. It's like invitation only. But he gets in. Then she forgets all about dude runs off with Steve. I'm just like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, the, the Max Lord character was stupid. And and then, like, they just kept leaving the, like, who was watching the kid? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, every time you saw the kid, he was just kind of sitting by himself. And then even at the end, the kid was just wandering through the streets. And I'm like, yo, there's nobody with this child? No one all. cared about the kid. He's just wandering around like, oh, if only a hero could come and save me. Man. I wish you'd come. And then how did Max get there? Because, you know, if you looked at that island, they didn't they have to fly to that island? It was like... It was, like, it was, it was in Golden Eye, Cuba. Listen, he just walked out the door, and then he was in D.C. <laughs> he found his son instantly. He was like, I'm leaving. Walked out the door, and there was he, he found his son. He swam. I don't know how he got there, because she was flying, and she did all kinds of stuff to get there. He just walked out. And you can't tell me he knew how to fly a helicopter or something. It was just, I don't know. It was, it, it, it didn't make any sense, man. This whole, this whole, the whole move was, uh, you know, it was chocolate daddy. Um, and I, and, and I had so high, I had high house, man. And, and then after she defeated the God of War in the first one, the second one was Max. Like, you, <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Like, and then the cheetah fight. Her and cheetah was like it was a quick ass fight. It was just like, mm, yeah, quick, she quick, tossed quick. her like twice. Like, hold right. up, hold up. Let me drop these wings. And yes, now we can get into this fight. I'm gonna throw you the into first, this water and shot. The first, the first two minutes of the fight was cheetah trying ripping apart the wings. Right. And then after that, you know, boom, threw her, threw her, electrocuted her. Okay, and then you know, uh, and if you're that much strong, look, the electrocution obviously didn't affect you. <laughs> so, and she she's in a metal suit, right? So, so if you're that much stronger than Cheetah, why didn't you just slap her in the first place and put her down? Like to go through all that extra method of you, you know what I mean? Like you went through too much for somebody you're 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 that more you know that much more powerful than, um. It's just, like I said, so the whole thing with Max, and then finally you're trying to get a, a, the lasso around him, and somehow you hook his foot when we're not looking. And, you know, I, I'm just like, and she's, you know, then all of a sudden you're talking to the world. Everyone, I implore to you, please. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. Was, I mean, was Max, was Max the. Was he really the? I mean, do y'all? I mean, do y'all like he was the ultimate supervillain after after the God of War? I feel like this movie didn't want to make Max the villain. They tried to redeem him with this. Oh, I watched my dad beat my mom. I was bullied at school like no one else in the history of movies, and I tried really hard to fit in, and my business failed. 
And they didn't show him screw up his marriage. That would have been an interesting fact since his son was such a major part of his life. That would have been something to actually show he's a loser. Um, and and it's just like, yes, you can turn it around. You can be the hero. And I'm like, how is he the hero? He's done all of this. And also super major spoiler, nothing he or Barbara does ends up meaning anything because we don't find out what happens to them at the end of the movie. He runs off and rescues his son and Cheetah's looking off into the moon. That's the last time we see them in the movie. Max isn't arrested for a conspiracy, potentially setting up a war, making everybody come up with all these bombs and missiles, or just taking over the White House and everything. I mean, there had to be been at least one charge that would have stuck on him. Barbara, we don't know if she's a cheetah or if she's back to normal, if she's what? even working back at the Smithsonian. But that's the other thing that I didn't like about Barbara. So Cheetah is one of Wonder Woman's main antagonists, right? Right. And so now you've just taken away a character. Like, why would you make her a, a character built on a witch? Like that. That's so now. Like I don't. So now when you go back to the future with her, and this is she. She's she's old now. Eighty four. She's an old woman. Come modern day. I mean, if they keep her with the cheetah stuff, then maybe. Well, you, but she it, obviously you had to go back to normal unless she found a stone or a way to make herself a cheetah again. But no, it's hilarious though. She made two wishes. So, did she just reset one wish and still have her superpowers and invulnerability and immortality like Diana? Seems strange. She coveted and wanted in the first wish because she wanted to be an apex predator with her second one. So. Man, I feel like I'm doing. I'm spending half this podcast fixing their plot holes. You can't I'm doing fix this the work movie. they should be doing. You can't fix this movie. This, this look in, in about another two years, we'll get the the director's cut. Um, how they how the director really wanted to put it out cut. Hey, hey Chief, I don't need to see the director's cut because I saw the cut version of it. Right. Mm. Bam! There you go. All right, so help me out here. Were there any redeeming factors of this movie? And would you please mention the very questionable portrayals of Middle Eastern characters and um, the Rastafarian? Oh, the, the middle, all the Middle Eastern characters want a war. I pray for nuclear weapons. Yeah, war. <laughs> Ask well, more about war. Uh, Gal Gadosa looked good. <laughs> so you know, there you go. That was a good go. thing about Wonder Woman. Jace, how about you? Well, I thought the good thing was that Steve Trevor taught Wonder Woman how to fly when she was flying in the fight against Ares with no dang problem. Uh, I also liked the fact that she made the invisible plane at the insistence of Steve because she <laughs> needed to fly. Because. Yeah. I hated that scene so much. I'm like, oh, this is one of Wonder Woman's main deals, the invisible jet. And she's sitting in the passenger seat watching Steve take her big moment. I was so mad at that. I, I, I saw that on your review on LylesMoviePop.com. Thank you. Uh, and I, I, it, was, it was just like, uh, like, wouldn't it be more unique for her to be flying and Steve, show Steve all this new stuff? Since, you know, 
Steve was flying jets in the 40s, so he isn't going to be able to magically figure out how 40 years of engineering is done in two seconds. Like, I have it, Jace. Steve's last name is not really Trevor. It's Palpatine. Just like Ray was able to figure out how to fly the Millennium Falcon with no problem from her first time piloting it. Again, yeah, people probably fighter jets. Since you guys can't see my my face, like I want to smack Jeffrey for just coming up with that line. Yeah, that's what the look is on my face. Was there anything redeemable in this movie? To be honest, no. I I mean, I I, I for the first part, I was really like, wow, this like I said, this is like. Supergirl from 1984, and towards the end, I'm like, all right, maybe the cheetah fight's gonna be good. No, I mean, it's like cheetah got socks. Is she dead because of that? Because she's now a cheetah or immortal? Nah, she's just it'll be thrown in the ground. Um, was it was there a Maxwell Lord fight? No, we don't know how she couldn't throw the lasso, but she can magically snake it under the tornado of like. Okay. Why was there a tornado of power in that room anyway? Like, I didn't understand that. I need to step into this blue energy light that came from nothing. Because if that was the source of the power, why wasn't Max standing there the whole time? Why was he sitting there at the put? Why wasn't so, Max the source of the power? Why was the blue light following him? Okay. Um, was Max good? No. What? Um, Gallagher, I mean, is I think I tried to say this on the last podcast. I don't know if this hurts a third Wonder Woman movie. Um, I know it's going to, if this was coming out in theaters, I know you would be you would have to have good word of mouth for a lot of people to come back after watching this movie because this was not good. And it's again, this is not just a bunch of dudes bashing it. I've seen females. It's like we we are almost united, and this is not a good movie. And I don't think there's anything that's redeemable in this one. I mean, I, I I feel like there is some, hey, dudes can't criticize this movie because they're dudes, but I don't, I'm, I'm totally not on board with that because, you know, there's no, it'd be the same thing as like, hey, black people have more rights to talk about how great Black Panther was than whites or anybody else. That's bogus. I think a bad movie is a bad movie. I think well, there are some issues that people can talk about from different areas that touch them and make more sense to them, like uh, the Middle Eastern portrayals in the film. But for me, Wonder Woman is the number one female woman, woman superhero. And this movie made her whack. And that's my biggest issue with it. She spends half the time acting like she's lovesick and then has to show the ropes to Steve we shouldn't be here in the first place. He was totally needless, an unnecessary character, and it made her weak. And I just want to see Wonder Woman kick tail, make peace, and deal with that dichotomy of her character, not trying to be all these different things to one dude who shouldn't be in there in the first place. Listen, and, and, and as far as people saying we can't bash the movie, they weren't there when we, they weren't mad at us when we loved the original one. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? They weren't mad at us for saying we love the original one. We just don't love this one. We we had our helps for it. I mean, if you can go back to the podcast and we were saying, man, this movie needs to come out. We've been waiting for this movie. So it's not like we were sitting perched, ready to tear this movie apart. That's not what it was. We we wanted this movie to be good. Um, 
and the year that we had, we kind of needed this movie to be good, and that's why it's so disappointing. I mean, like I said, it's 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 been a it's been a uh, three years, four years since the original one came out. They had time to do this movie correctly. They had time to do it right because they 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 extended the movie and they didn't come out with it and on and so on and so forth. And with all that time, they still dropped the ball. So, you know, it's not on us. Right. If the movie was fantastic, we would have came in and been like, yo, this is it. This is the sequel we've been waiting for. You know, we, we want... <laughs> the problem is we want to see DC succeed. We, we, we are comic book movie fans. We want to see good comic book movies. This is period point blank. It's just, this wasn't one. This, they, they did everything they could to ruin this movie and 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 they did they dropped the ball big time so um i think that's it we, we wanted to we wanted to see this movie we wanted to be good it was not how does this affect the future of dc movies going forward jason I think this this is the one we kind of were hoping. I mean, especially because it was delayed, we were thinking you guys were gonna make. Think, we we were all hoping that this movie was gonna continue a good trajectory of DC films, and especially because it does come after Shazam and Aquaman, we were thinking this was gonna continue on that good trend. And by this movie dropping the ball, I I don't I don't think this is good for DC. I think I mean. And the next one, I'm not even like we t- we talked about in the other podcasts. I, I I think this hurts DC and whoever is like there. The next Wonder Woman comes out in three or four years or maybe ten. Knowing DC, uh, it's gonna be hard to get some of these people coming back to the theaters to see this one. I like I feel I feel sorry for Gal Gadot on this one because this just wasn't a good movie for. Her. I mean her her good. I mean. What could have been a great franchise? I feel bad more for Patty Jenkins because I think Gal Gadot is Teflon bulletproof from the failures of this. We don't look at Superman 4 in particular. I know some people start to dip off after Superman 3 and go, man, Christopher Reeve really was in some bad movies. I feel bad for him. It's like, nah, Superman 1, 2 is awesome. Uh, 3 is, it has its, its highs and lows. 4 is trash. But we don't look at it like, oh, man, poor Christopher Reeve. I think with a third film, I think they're going to have to go with somebody else other than Patty Jenkins for whatever reason. She didn't stand up or wasn't able to say, hey, this is a terrible idea. I don't know how much power Jeff Johns had over the script or how much input she really had. I felt like a big problem with Wonder Woman 84 was it was too male focused. We were focusing on the male characters like Steve and Maxwell Lord. And I was like, who cares? We saw an awesome scene with the Amazons. I would have much rather watched a movie about uh, a separate tribe of Amazons who ventured out and started wanting to make war. I mean, we've seen that kind of storyline in comic books, and Diana has to stop them. And, you know, we see so many movies where the dude is in the lead, where the female sidekick is like, oh, like Marion, Raiders of the Lost Ark. She's, she's like how Steve Trevor is, where she's really helpful. But I don't need to see that in a movie with one of the few female superheroes. Like, do better. I don't need it. And if they're 
actors, ridiculous whack dudes who are like, well, where are there no dudes in the Wonder Woman movie? Get lost. There's like a million superhero movies with dudes. Watch one of those. Wonder Woman deserved better. I mean, like, I mean, I, and I think I think Chief mentioned this last week or when he said um, Patty is now attached to a Star Wars movie. And now it's like, maybe she was so pissed off after this one. She's like, I'm good. Like, I mean, not putting it out there in the world, but it's like the reason I signed on to do a post, uh, what is that, Disney trilogy, because I see what y'all are trying to do with Star Wars, and I can make a good movie based on that criteria. And this DC, which y'all gave me two years to write a script when I was actually working on something else, and it comes out like this, and I, it's trash. I told, I mean, I finally, that a week before it comes out, admit this is trash. I'm good on this. I'm good on DC. Y'all do whatever the hell y'all want. I'm going over here trying to do confident things. So I feel like I need to put my resume together for Warner Brothers on their DC films because we're all getting really annoyed. And I feel like I could do Kevin Feige's bit for DC. I just need him to stay out of my way. Let me make some movies with real comic book heads, a cohesive universe, copy the Marvel Studios playbook, and watch the billions roll in. I don't feel like it's that hard, but Warner Brothers finds a different way, a unique way, every installment to make it more challenging than it need be. All right, fellas. Well, thank you for joining me on this emergency show, because we need to talk about it before we couldn't let a whole week pass and, and, and not discuss it. So thank you all for joining me. Thank you all out there for listening. We'll be back again to wrap up this crappy, pathetic year that was 2020. But for now, this episode of Louse Movie Files has been filed.